Hello and welcome to Need to Know, your weekly baking podcast covering everything from the hottest trends in entertainment and baking to trusted expertise on your favorite pastime. I'm your co-host, Gina Brzao, s'mores obsessed and amateur baker at best. As always, I'm joined by professional chef, cookbook author, and creator of Bigger Boulder Baking, Gemma Stafford. Hi, Gemma. Hi, Gina. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Nice and cozy, warm. Yeah. Favorite time of the year. Favorite time of the year. We both have January birthdays that we discovered uh, last week, so... Different years, but still we're, January. But still, we're excited. It's almost like, you know, it's birthday month Different time. decades. Yeah. <laughs> Not by much. Um, so this first topic on Hot From The Oven, I already know Gemma's going to hate it because it has to do with TikTok. Oh, no, Gina. It was just so wild. I have to talk what about it? it. This person made a gooey and sweet and crispy and crunchy um, cornbread, but it's called the corn, bre- corn bake. But the whole way, I've, I've included pictures here um, for Gemma so she can see. But basically, they take two boxes of the Jiffy cornbread mix, two cans of corn, a cup of heavy whipping cream, one egg, and a dash of honey. And they throw it all in there. And then with one of the boxes of Jiffy, they like coat the top with it and with the honey. And then it comes out in this slab of cornbread. That's not food. It's mental it's like this is what you call a casserole right isn't that what that is yeah i guess they called it a bake is that what they called it but a lot of people were loving it and first of all no cornbread no it's not for me it's never been for me that's not real food that like that's the like that's like not there was never a day in college where the chef said to me oh so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna grab two boxes of powdered cornbread no I'm sorry. Okay, so let's dive into cornbread here for a second. One, is it more difficult or easier to make? Super easy. easy. Cornbread is flour, cornmeal, raising agent, a little bit of sugar, salt, and uh, your liquid, your eggs and your whatever. Like you're already adding egg and liquid into there, into the dry mix. So all they're buying with that, and, and to be fair, those boxes of Jiffy are like literally 99 cents. So I get it. But um, that all that is, is your dry ingredients, um... Um, additives to keep it uh, shelf, sorry, excuse me, shelf stable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but all it is, your dry ingredients. So you still have to pay for your wet ingredients. So it just doesn't make any sense. Are you a cornbread person? I, yeah, I love cornbread. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Even at Thanksgiving this year, you know, I was in the line there, the, where I was doing Thanksgiving and sort of everything was laid out buffet style. And everyone was talking about the cornbread. And I'm just like, this is just not appetizing. It's I don't think I would do a Thanksgiving situation cornbread, with cornbread. Okay. Was it a stuffing or was it just cornbread? Cornbread. That's a very, like, so that's not a tradition. Number one, Thanksgiving is not a tradition that I grew up with. Right. Um, I, and sorry, cornbread is not something that, uh, the only time I had it in Ireland was when I made it from a oh, recipe book no in Ireland. Like I'd never had it before. So now it has become more of a thing. But what I do is I'm not the biggest fan of chili. Yes. But, and Kevin likes to have chili. I love it. Because he likes the like that. protein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but here's the thing. That's what I like. So what I like about chili is yeah. the cornbread, the sour the cream, cheese, the sour the cheese, cream. Yeah. the avocado that I put on top, avocado, yes. all of those things. And then like a scoop and Kevin's just here for the healthiness and then he just wants like the protein the leanness and the beans yeah so it's like no I I love chili when we do chili but just give me a little bit of chili and give me all the rest of the stuff that's what I that's why I love chili well it brings up a good point because cornbread I never understood obviously you 
it's baking, you're baking cornbread, but it never seemed like a dessert to me, but people always treated it as like this extra special sweet type of bread. Yeah. Uh, but it was just never something that like really appealed to me. In Portuguese, we like Portugal, we have uh, Portuguese sweet bread, which I love. It's like this really delicious literal sweet bread. And to me, that would be like my version of dessert bread, but cornbread is just not it but I did think it was interesting because I've seen lately a lot of people will do I guess it's like a dump recipe where you yeah it is in the pan. dump cake like the dump cake we talked about I'm like is this lazy baking or is it inventive baking no no it's the first it's thing lazy mm-hmm. Gemma's like no no Meanwhile, I'm sorry I'm like, oh, this sounds easy I'll tr- I'll give it a go no I I like I, I get like I get it I just I I think I think the people who listen to this podcast might be a bit smarter than that yes, and will actually def- make it from scratch. Yes, you guys definitely have good baking chops. I'm still getting there. <laughs> so another, actually this one's not lazy, it's just crock pot, which I found very interesting because everyone knows that I, by now, love chocolate. And so this is a crock pot chocolate cluster. Um, basically it's like when there's different nuts, they're like... Mm-hmm clusters quite literally um but I was one thrown off about desserts in the crock pot are there other desserts that you love that you've made in in a crock pot before I'm a huge fan of a crock pot okay yeah big big fan and one of my favorite holiday desserts like hands down favorite holiday dessert and now that I'm talking about it I think I might make it this year is I have a ginger sorry a gingerbread pudding made in the crock pot so there's there's a little secret I'm gonna let you know a little secret when it comes to baking desserts, your, your clusters are different. But when it comes to baking desserts in a crock pot, you, you make like vanilla cake, pumpkin bread, whatever it is. Okay. No matter what it is, it could be brownie mix. If you do a mixture on top, so you make your mix, you put it in there. Then you do a mix on top of water, sugar, and like maybe butter mm-hmm. or something like that. Pour that on top and you end up with this self-saucing delicious what? moist cake so this what? the cake bakes up cooks up rises then this sauce goes down into your cake keeping it really moist but then also creating this kind of sauce at the bottom so I have I took my gingerbread recipe I put this like sauce magic sauce on top and you end up with this insane like really moist the magic spicy, sauce. oh it's the best I had no clue oh it's the well, best I- Playing devil's advocate here, crockpot sort of like a dump recipe. No, different. <laughs> Adjacent, maybe. No, because mine is homemade from scratch. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yours is from scratch. Um, but I guess getting back to chocolate too, is chocolate difficult? To, it's difficult to work with, not difficult to bake with, right? No, but what they're talking about though, Gina, I think is you put all your ingredients in the crock pot, you let it all melt together and then you take it out and you scoop it onto baking trays. Is that right? Yes. Baking trays with the wax paper, I think. You let it harden. Parchment paper. Oh, that makes so So it's only melting. So you're not even, it's not hardening in there. No. So you just take, so all you're doing is melting chocolate in a crock pot. (laughs) So then just melt it in the microwave. It's like way faster. Do you have any like favorite chocolate recipes where it's just like, have you ever done those chocolate decorations where you see like chocolate globes? I watch all those shows with crazy chocolatiers. No, no, I definitely am not into that kind of thing. I like, I think it's beautiful and so really creative, but I, I'm just not that person. Yeah, it's a lot. Well, I'm going to make this because it actually sounds really appealing to me. I love mine with like uh, raisins in them. Yeah. A little bit of that. I'm not so much like into the nuts in my in my desserts, but 
you know, I wouldn't do well, I guess, with the fruit cakes and all of that. No, I would say, honestly, like, so raisins, yes, a little bit of salty roasted. If you want to use nuts, always have them uh, roasted already. Huh. But a little bit of salty nuts in there. Delicious. And then you get like salty, toasty, sweet. sweet. Mm. Yeah, that'd be a really good combo. Put the magic combo. sauce then, on top. Put the magic sauce on top. But do bittersweet chocolate. Really? Yeah, yeah. Why not milk? I just think it, you don't need that extra sweetness. It's very sugary. You don't need that extra sweetness. Yeah. I go for the like rich, bitter bite. Hmm. Okay. I'm a big fan of milk. But... You can. I'm or open. do I'm half open and half. Half and half. Yeah, I could, yeah, yeah. I could get behind that. Okay. Meet me halfway there, okay. Gina. All right. I'll meet you halfway. So then I saw this article, which was really interesting because the person who wrote it was talking about their little black dress of desserts. So like mm-hmm. the LBD, that one recipe you always have that you can rely on. And it was pots de creme. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? I've seen this on the Great British Bake Off. I never really understood the history behind it or really what it was. I know that it's a custard. And then the article also mentioned that you should prepare them well in advance. And I wanted to sort of break down mm-hmm. the recipe, what it is, and if you agree that it should be made well in advance. Yeah. So what's your question? So what is, let's first what's break down the recipe. What is it? Yeah. For someone who might not know. You get those me. different types of pot de creme. Uh, often you would see a... Um, most common, I think, would be a chocolate pot de creme mm-hmm. or a butterscotch pot or salted caramel pot de creme. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Cool. So I'm a big, big fan of pot de creme. It's just a little kind of a, you know, flavored custard, be it chocolate or butter, butterscotch or salted caramel or something. Mm-hmm. Um, cooked in, like I said, they're little, little dishes cooked in a water bath, like the way you would cook a caramel, uh, like the way you'd cook creme brulee. Um Really delicious. I have one in my book that I absolutely love for butterscotch pot de creme. It's one of my favorite desserts, actually. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, I love it. Um, it's just, it's smooth. It's like salt, especially the salt caramel one. Salty, delicious. it's sweet. It ha- it's like you get a nice caramel and it's just, yeah, I love it. Um, How do you, is it difficult to make? How long would it take? It's, you know, it's a process. It could take you 45 minutes or so, an well, hour. Not bad. It's not too, it's not too long, uh, but it's a little bit more involved. So you have to be careful. It's like you can't really mess yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so do you agree that you have to prepare it well in advance? I would say always prepare those things in advance, just huh. like you would creme brulee. I'll tell you two reasons why. They need to have time to chill. Okay. There's a few reasons why, actually. They need to have time to chill, get really lovely and cold, then serve them cold. Um, desserts are always better served like that, the better served cold. cold. But if you have them ready in the fridge in advance, you do something that kind of like over, the longer the dessert is in the fridge, as long as it's not for five days, like two <laughs> to three days, it's de- like the flavor gets more concentrated and developed. So it's not a bad thing to leave it in the fridge for at least one night. Wow, at so it makes it richer. Yeah, it gives you more, because the moisture evaporates from the dessert mm-hmm. and it gives you more concentrated flavor. Good to so, know. Um, so like at least one night, two, maybe not three. Three is pushing it. Yeah, creme brulee, vanilla custards, um, ice cream bases. Wow. The, uh, even the pot de creme mixture, if you didn't want to bake it off straight away, make the pot de creme mixture, chill it in the fridge, bake it off the next day, then serve it the day after. One really good thing about pot de creme is you can get it ready in advance. So Mm -hmm. if you're, if you have people coming on Friday for pot de creme, make your custard (laughs) for a pot de creme party, you know, the way you do. Sign me up. Um, then make your custard on the Wednesday, keep it in the fridge, cook it on the Thursday and then everything's ready. And then all you have to do is take it out. 
And it looks really fancy. And when I was looking at yeah. photos, like these are adorable. They're gorgeous. Put a little bit of cream on top. They're really sweet. Yeah, they look so fancy. And it's and very, nice. it is a fancy dessert. Definitely. And you have plenty of time to mess up and redo and fix if you do it a couple days in advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so my question for you then, what would be your LBD of desserts? That's a really good question. Oh my it's gosh. Harsh. Hers is a pot of creme. That's a good one. Who said that? Um, I don't know. I have to go back and look. Oh. Um, oh, I would say what's mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think, I feel like I say this a lot, so I might have to pick a new one, but Pavlova, like meringue. Meringue oh, is my yeah, favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say like a, a, a That's really meringue like roulade. unique, I feel like. It is, but I honestly, if you come to my house, I do it so often where you're just kind of like, okay, Gemma, like get a <laughs> Like I dessert. get it. You like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dessert. We get it. We, you love Pavlova. But um, Is that a hard one to make? No, super easy. That's oh. why I love it so much because it's like egg whites and sugar right you mix it all together and then you put it in the oven it is so easy and it sounds fancy so it you're is already fancy. just like i'm a professional yeah. kevin's uh, coming in with waffles there oh yes okay so our last hot from the oven topic is another tiktok and another crock pot gina are you trying to upset me but it is also something that you really love hot chocolate mm. and i have been drinking a lot of hot chocolate recently because we're getting to warmer months there's a big difference Gemma is uh, going to roll her eyes at this, but I used to get like the little packets from the store. Mm-hmm. Used to, as in, I still do. Miss Swiss? Yes, that's what it's called. Is that what you use? Yes. Gina. But then, and I use it with water. Gina. I Oh my know. gosh. If you keep, the more you say, the more upset I'm I getting. I know, because you love hot chocolate, right? Yeah, but that stuff's not hot chocolate. So how would you make, if someone's coming to Gemma's house, how would you make Well, first off, I use chocolate. Okay. <laughs> not powdered. Not high waffles. Go sit down, man. Um, he's sneezing. Um, the I make so I I make mine with fresh chocolate. So um, a bar of chocolate, mm-hmm. usually bittersweet or milk. You can do milk, milk. semi sweet, something <laughs> like that. Um, cr- uh, milk, full fat milk, or you know maybe if your preference is different milk, oat milk or whatever. Right. Um, absolutely not water. Oops. Change it to milk. <laughs> And um, make it with real chocolate. And the good thing about it is, is that in the packet that you're talking about, mm-hmm. there's additives. There's, there's things, there's extra things in there that you don't need in there. And mini marshmallows. There, there are mini marshmallows <laughs> in there, but um, there's sugars in there. Where it was my hot chocolate, I don't add any sugar. Oh, because you have so much already. Because there's from, some in the chocolate right, right. and you, and it's a really rich chocolate uh drinking chocolate so i don't add any sugar at all well see i th- feel like that i've been expanding my palate here of chocolate of hot chocolate yeah because now i've been trying like some i went to idlewild last year around this time what's that oh my gosh so it's like it's like the back door of joshua tree and it's sort of like up this mountain you have to go it's like this town out of hallmark Aww. if anyone has been to idlewild Please let us know. But they had the best hot chocolate. It was rich. They had different flavors. I just really enjoyed it. And so when you say you take like a bar of chocolate, yeah. you just melt that in the pot mm-hmm. with the milk and everything. Yeah. Man, that sounds so good. I have to start doing that. It's so easy, Gina. And then you can put like whipped cream and the mar- – are you like a big toppings fan? I'm not. I'll tell you why. So I, I love hot chocolate. And if I if there was cream on it, I just – I'm one of those people who like will – I'm like a child. I'll t- <laughs> I'll eat away the cream uh-huh. first yeah. to get to the hot chocolate. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll pick out all the marshmallows, like oh, yeah, straight yeah, away totally. eat them all. Yeah. So um, that's why I don't generally do those things because I just – I can't help myself. And yeah, I'll just yeah, devour yeah. them all. Yeah. 
Um, I do love marshmallows, but so I good. tend not to put them in my one. I tell you what I do, and I actually think I might do it tonight. Um, usually around the holidays, it's the only time we have hot chocolate here mm-hmm. in this house. But I, I Irish it up a little bit and I put in a big old splash Ooh. of Bailey's. <laughs> yeah. So you have so then with when you don't put sugar in it, then the, Bailey's is sweet. Uh-huh. But then you get this lovely balance of sweet, rich chocolate, and then it's like kickaboos at the end. Delicious. Oh, it's so good. So I'm assuming that you're not a fan of this uh crock pot. No, well, I do have a cro- well, so here's the thing. I do have a crock pot recipe that uses real chocolate. So oh. that's the crock pot's not an excuse. Um, what did this person do? And if it upsets me, then they d- me. they did. They like had dumped it all in. I, That's okay. It was yeah. It was pretty much like what you I would think expect. It's, I like the idea of it because it's fun and it's easy for around the holidays. Right, and you get it in bulk. Yeah. My problem is I'll usually make one of those packets. I'm like, not enough. Got to keep going back for more. Yeah, yeah. But I genuinely used to really enjoy the watered down hot chocolate and I'm like what have I been doing all these years and the packet says to use milk I was just like oh, I don't love milk I'll just use water or use a different milk even yeah like an oat milk I love yeah. like a nice oaty milk do oat super milk super yum and rich okay I'm gonna I'm genuinely gonna try this okay and can I use chocolate chips because I have a lot of chocolate chips in my kitchen I normally would say no what brand are they <laughs> Ness Nestle oh Gina what those are the best um, or Ghirardelli there you go I have some now we're, totally have now we're on the same page I have a lot of chocolate chips I eat them out of a mason jar at night that doesn't surprise fun me fun fact um, use the so um, normally I wouldn't say melting ch- you normally wouldn't melt chocolate chips but you you absolutely can in, in this okay. in this instance um, I would say Ghirardelli over the other ones yes and um yeah no no use that they, they make great hot chocolate i've done it before is there a bad thing about using chocolate chips or it's just more no difficult? it's just it's no it's just it's that chocolate chips are um manufactured mm-hmm. to they have they have extra things in them oh like God. stabilizers and things where you don't just they just have a little bit of extra stuff in them because they're not supposed to melt right they're supposed to keep their shape in a cookie oh, that's no. what chocolate chips are for they're for like adding into brownies or into a cookie yeah. where they're supposed to keep their shape so that's why generally we don't use them for baking. Now, chocolate discs, wow. which are a different thing, on the other hand, are used for melting and baking. But no, you, honestly, Gina, like I've been doing this a long time. I have I have melted like my fair share of like, chocolate, chocolate chips. chips. Okay. So it's do a good it. Start. Go for it. It's a good place to start. And Ghirardelli is a really good brand. Delicious. So, yeah. All right. Good to know. So if you guys need a hot chocolate recipe, Gemma has just given you exactly how she makes her. Yeah. There's one on the website. Oh, um, great. Also, actually... I so I have my best ever hot chocolate recipe, which is what I just called out. Mm-hmm. Then I also, um, I think it should be up by now, but a Bailey's hot chocolate one. <gasps> yeah. And then we did a white chocolate hot chocolate, which is also delicious. I love that. And then we did um, a Mexican hot chocolate. Oh, okay. So my last button on this topic, do you like like the Snickers hot chocolate or like the candy cane hot chocolate the Snickers one where you melt a bar yeah and then you put a bunch of caramel in it I don't really know that one I think Duncan had like a Milky Way one maybe or something I don't really know that the flavored ones I'm all I'm all about it except I don't love like peppermint no peppermint is just not my jam mine not either it feels it's like toothpaste it's just very makey uppy and does taste like toothpaste yes okay we agree on that all right so moving on to grain of salt Gemma is going to tell us if these are fact or myth uh, this first one is about coffee, which we can bake with a lot. So should you keep coffee in the fridge or is it better? Or it's they're saying that coffee is even better in the freezer. Uh, fresh beans or fresh grinds, yeah, mm-hmm. in the freezer. Yeah. Oh. Keeps them freshest. And can you bake, like say you're doing 
some recipe that in- included that. Can you bake with it right out of the fridge? Should you let it like oh, no, thaw no, no, you... out? Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gina. Totally fine. Um, the end of the day. Yes. Um, no, no. You use it straight away. Okay. Good to know. Flour never expires? That's I... not true. Uh, it does expire. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I think we've talked about baking soda, baking powder, but we haven't touched mm-hmm. on it. Okay. And this last one was interesting because we've talked about opening the oven door and yes. if you should look at your recipe, the light, all that. We've covered that. This one is a slammed door will ruin a souffle or cake. Absolutely. How difficult is it to make a souffle? It's not that difficult. We just actually covered it in the academy. Oh, I, was gonna, I thought you were going to ask how difficult is it not to slam your oven door? <laughs> To be honest with you, Gina, uh, but I slam my oven door a lot. I gotta say, um, no, it, it absolutely will. It, it shakes the it shakes the shelf, and it like it it'll take the air out of your souffle, take the air out of your <gasps> cake, and make it collapse. Souffles so, are like a very overwhelming thing to me. As someone who doesn't like isn't great. It's it is technique. We um we just launched it uh for during the uh one of the sorry the. December course for the academy was a passion fruit. <gasps> sorry, I'm sorry, Favorite. I'm getting my mixed up. No, no, sorry. Oh, okay. Passion fruit creme brulee was the first class. Love then our that. second one was a white chocolate souffle with a raspberry sauce. And uh, during that, I cover the ins and outs of souffle making. It's not. It's not honestly, anything with passion fruit. That sounds incredible. Yeah, you could do passion fruit creme brulee or uh, souffle if you wanted to. The the um there's rules when it comes to souffle making that you really do have to follow mm-hmm. so um it can be a bit trickier yeah but it's not impossible not crazy so everyone check out the academy if they want to yeah. sign up and learn more and yeah you can find all that information that. Um, at biggerbolderbaking.com awesome okay so to wrap up today we have quite a bit to get through for ask Gemma. so our first one is from swathy murrigan on instagram what is the difference between baking soda and baking powder Okay. The difference is they're both they're the sim, the one thing is they're both raising agents. Mm-hmm. The the difference is that they 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 have two different jobs. They do two different things. Number one, um baking powder is activated by liquid. So it can be water, milk, oil. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah oil, okay. anything like that. Baking soda is activated only when there's an acid uh, huh. present. So buttermilk, vinegar, lemon juice, something like that. If you don't, if you, if you have a, a recipe for a cake and, um, it doesn't, and there's butter, there's bread, sorry, sorry, there's baking soda in there and you don't have an acid, it's not going to activate. So it's fair to say they're not interchangeable either. They're not, they're not, no, 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 absolutely okay. not interchangeable. <laughs> yeah, you're asking me that question, that. like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I've thought about it. I know you've thought about but... it. I, I, I can see that by the look on your face. They're not interchangeable. Okay. And they, and, and they do give different results. Whereas you think about like a cookie, a baking, baking powder usually gives you a cakey kind of a cookie and baking soda will give you a gooey, crinkly cookie. Mm. And so Sometimes it's the combination of the two of those things that gives you like the perfect cookie. Yeah. But, and they are not interchangeable and please stop doing that, Gina. Okay. I'm just asking for a friend. Um, Okay. So this next one is actually right on trend because we talked about this a lot last week. This one is from Anna underscore Tanny on Instagram. They're asking, I need a perfect recipe for my mince pies pastry. This is great because I love mince pies. And uh, I have the recipe on biggerbolderbaking.com for my pie crust. Oh, amazing. I also have a pâté brisé recipe up there, which is like a fancy French one. And that's a really great one for making mince pies. Yeah. Mince pies. What exactly is a mince pie? 
pie. A mince pie is yeah. when you get no uh, until I ask. <laughs> um, it is a mixture. So we talked about what, what we talked about last week yeah. was some traditional Christmas recipes. Right. This is the same again. It is f- uh, dried fruit, spices, sugar, booze, all mixed up, cooked together, all like yummy and delicious. Citrus in there, and you take this filling and you put it into pie pie crust you, you make them into, into little individual pies see that sounds great but mince pie is not an appetizing name well it was because years ago traditionally it actually did have uh, meat in it oh okay. yeah it did years and years ago They've... and then it's also um and then it had suet in it because we talked about this yeah, last week it had suet it. in it which is um Ooh. is <laughs> is fat from from a pig and so, but then over the years, they like it, the recipe evolved, and and though and sorry, suet is still in it, but uh, meat is out, and um, no, it's super delicious. Good to know. All right, so maybe we'll all be making mince pies. And it's really trending with the, this podcast. Lately. Yeah, it's really People great. I've got I've got homemade mince meat on my website. Two different recipes, and then homemade mince pies. It's just like I'm making them for Christmas. And they're just super yummy. So Gemma has plenty of info if you need that recipe. Definitely check it out on Bigger World of Baking. This next handle is really funny because it's Ratatouille on Instagram. That's really cute. Um, They're asking, how do you make those fancy meringues on a stick? Oh, I've seen that on Instagram. I don't know if I've seen those. Yeah. So you get a stick and then you pipe meringue onto it. Oh, gosh. Piping, I'm out. Mm. Um, I know what they're talking about. Yeah, that's what you do. You get a stick like from a craft store or something like make sure it's food grade and you pipe meringue onto it like a swirly meringue. Would it just be practice? You just really have to. Then you bake it. That sounds really beautiful. And I think they do them like unicorn colors and and sprinkles on them and stuff. I've never done it. I've seen it on Instagram. Um, Keep practicing, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I, I am. Um, it's not really when I think of meringue, like that's not what. Like, right. I love pavlova or something like. Yeah. More than I can, like you know, take a spoon out of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving on, Lafa Dalali on Instagram asked, "How do you multitask while baking different things at once?" That's a great question. It is a really good question, especially for this time of year mm-hmm. when the holidays and New Year's and it's always so busy. Um you it takes practice I I've been working as a chef for 20 years and like worked in kitchens for the majority of my career and you have 10 tables coming in at once and loads and you've got souffles in the oven which are time sensitive (laughs) and then you've got ice cream sitting on plates melting and all these sorts of things and um stuff has to be hot some stuff has to be cold uh some stuff has to be frozen all has to go at the same time and you just you honestly it's practice it's practice yeah, just keep, just keep just trying keep doing and yeah. doing it. Yeah, yeah. And the, but the one, the way that you get, the way you do it the best is be prepared within an inch of your life. So like have everything prepared, like have your creme brulee made off, you know, like, you know that you were saying about the pot de creme, have yeah. your pot de creme baked off. Right. So all you have to do is put cream on top, like do all of those steps to get you almost to the Set finish line and, ready. and then just bring it all together at the end. That's I, how you do it. That is great because also like you're cooking your main course, then you're trying to do mm-hmm. the dessert. Wow. That's, that was like one of my favorite quotes ever. Oh. Uh, okay. So that is all we have for this week. As always, if you guys have questions, you can leave them on our Instagram or on Gemma's personal Instagram. Um, and a lot of the info we talked about will be on the Academy. Yes. Where you can find out some more info. Um, Theacademy.biggerbolderbaking.com. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Gina Brazil. 
And you can find me at Gemma underscore Stafford on Instagram or Bigger Boulder Baking on any platform. Amazing. Thanks for listening, you guys. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Gina. Thank you, Gina.